10, 5, he's into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas State. Deflected into the hands of Feltz, Avery for three, hits, cover is safe, the Red Wolves have walked it off. Welcome to the Second to None Podcast, the A-State Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. Now, here's a couple of guys who know the Red Wolves like no one else, Matt Stoltz and Brad Bobo. Coming up a little bit later on, we're going to go through the list of the top 16 games in Centennial Bank Stadium history. It is the 50th anniversary of the stadium this year, and our man Bobo has compiled the top 16, which fans can vote on right now. We'll kind of go through that whole process in detail a little bit later Mm -hmm. on. But right now, we are joined in studio by a very special guest, somebody we've been looking forward to talking with for a while now, one of the newest members of the A-State women's basketball team. Welcome in, Winter Rogers. Hello. (laughs) How are you, Winter? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. And I think it's one of the coolest stories in memory. Yeah. What's going to happen this year? with you playing for your big sister and mm-hmm. Caleb Garner has been researching I don't think this is something that's ever happened in the history of mm-hmm. college basketball a little sister playing for big sis so you've been on campus now you reported what July 1st is yes. that right yes sir you've been through some workouts mm-hmm. so this is your first taste of it how's it been so far playing for big sis well, Big Sis likes to put us through a lot of running. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, the workouts have been really, really great. We've been doing a bunch of skill work and position work. And it's just really cool seeing her in the coaching perspective because, you know, she's serious. She's a great coach and it's been great to experience it so far. So Go Caleb Garner's in here. I mean, I know you've looked some, I've looked some. Did we found a, any other examples of this? Not, I mean, we've been looking like for any other example of at the Division One level, you know, someone's got to, a sibling that's coached a sibling. We can't find it. I mean, I'm not saying it's never happened, but this is pretty rare situation. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's an assistant coach, a young assistant coach on a staff somewhere where their younger sibling was on the roster. But mm-hmm. your sister, and I know you got a lot to be proud of with your sister, Destiny, not only the first female head coach in program history, first African-American head Mm -hmm. coach in program history, but she's also the youngest head coach. Yes, And, and, you know, there's got to be a little bit of a separation for this to happen, too. So what's the the age difference between you two? Uh, 13 years, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yes. And you're two of the four sisters in the Rogers family. Yes, sir. There's four of us, Destiny and Desiree. They're 33 and 32, and then there's me, I'm 20, and then the youngest, she's 15. It's a big gap. (laughs) It is a gap. (laughs) But your family is just an amazing story because not only are you doing what you're doing this year, playing for your big sister, but this really isn't far off from what's been happening all along, and it really kind of starts with your dad, doesn't it? Yes, I played for my dad since I was in – Eighth, ninth grade. He even coached my AAU team. So I've been playing for my dad for a long time. But you're not the only one because your no, yeah. dad has coached all four of you. All four of us. He has. It's a great experience. It's something us four having similar, us four get to talk about, joke about. So it's kind of cool us four having that in common for sure. 
So do y'all kind of joke about it? I mean, have you asked, Dad, which one of us was the easiest to coach? I would say that would be me. He wouldn't say that, but I I feel like it would be me. You would say that, but he wouldn't. Yes, he would. (laughs) I think he would. Well, I don't know. I have to ask him. Who do you think is the toughest to coach? Probably the second oldest. She was real hard-nosed. You know, they used to bump heads from what I've heard, but... None of us are really just tough to coach. I feel like we're all just good coaches, kids. We'll listen. Your dad, and I do want to mention this too, because Destiny has put this out on social media a lot. He's fought a recent battle with cancer and mm-hmm. some really good news coming out here in the last couple of weeks. Yes, he's, he's cancer-free. 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 Praise the Lord. Did a bunch of changes to his diet and stuff, and after like two, three months, you know, we they scanned him maybe like a couple of weeks ago, and they said he's cancer-free, so... It's all the glory to God. Hmm. That's fantastic. And you talk about the separation. So growing up, I mean, do you remember watching your your big sisters play? Did you have that thought back then that, hey, that's what I want to do? Yes. So growing up, like five years old, starting like probably around five years old, I was at Destiny and Desiree's AAU games, you know. Uh, I watched them in college. That's what I really remember, watching them play in college at UCA. And just seeing them, like, they have so much passion for the game. That kind of ignited the passion in me. And I was like, yeah, I want to be like them. I want to be better. <laughs> I want to be like them. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it kind of really inspired me to, you know, pick up basketball. So what's that relationship like coming up? Because, I mean, obviously, Des is a teenager when you're born. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's never been in sort of the same phase of life. So what's that relationship been like? Des, she she really took care of me. Like, you know, she would be the one, you know, doing my hair in the morning, you know, making sure, you know, when my mom was going to work, she make sure I ate and stuff. Just taking, always taking care of me, always looking out for me. And, you know, I feel like, you know, we've built a sense of trust, like, early on in life. You know, we have such a great relationship. I'm really blessed to have her as a sister, a great big sister. You know, one thing that we've talked about with her in the past, when you see her in practice, when you're around her, you know she's got this fire mm-hmm. inside of her. For sure. Do you share that as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's something me and her. All four of us have that fire, but, like, I don't know. It's just something about, like, us two, we really got that passion for the game. You know, we want to win. We're winners. And so, you know, it's just great to share that with her. We're always on the same page. But somehow she's so cool on the sidelines. She is really cool. <laughs> she's probably the coolest out of all of us. <laughs> but you are you saying when if it comes to, I won't say drive, but competitiveness, are you, you putting you and Des ahead of your two sisters in that category? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be honest, yes, probably so. I mean, they're not just, like, far behind us. Like, we're all competitive, but me and Des <laughs> just something, like, you know, we'll get mad. Like, you know, there's some, it just ignites a fire in us, you know, so we just love the game. What are you calling her in practice? Is it coach? Yeah. As soon as I walk in the gym, it's Coach Dez. I'm not going to lie, like, sister is out the window at that point. So that's just Coach Dez in the gym, you know. Is there at any point in this, I know we're going to talk about how we get here, mm-hmm. but is there a conversation about that? Like, do you guys at, one, at any point in this sit down to talk about, hey, when we're at the when we're in the arena, it's got to be like this, or is it just kind of work itself out? Well, for our dad, we'd always that's Coach Rogers when we walk in the gym. So I feel like it kind of translated over, like uh, all four of us do that. So and I, we knew it was it's strictly business in the gym, so it's just always going to be Coach Dez. Well, that's a good point. Yep. I mean, you've been through it before, then. Mm-hmm. Obviously have that time on the floor in practice and around the team. Are you able to 
kind of have a, more of a, a normal sibling relationship when you're outside of the team, when it's just you two? Yeah, of course. Like, we'll go and visit my family together and stuff like that. It's always going to be, that's my big sister at the end of the day. But like I said, in the gym, it's strictly business. But like, outside the gym, you know, we can still, you know, hang out sometimes, you know. It's just strictly business in the gym. So are there differences? And it's a pretty small sample size. Mm-hmm. But to this point, are there differences playing for your sister as compared to playing for your dad? Or is it pretty much all the same? I'm not going to lie, like after this first week, I've seen a lot of similarities between the two with just like the intensity. They're both very intense, strictly business in the gym, like doesn't allow no playing around. Like we're we're getting we're in here to get stuff done. We're going to get stuff done. So and of course, she's always in my dad, always hard on me. So I've seen that already with her. So <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Uh, I feel like one thing. I feel like Coach Dez is not going to do a show favoritism toward me, and the same went for my dad. So they're always going to be a little bit harder on me than everybody else, and I've seen that so far. She's jumped me a couple times. So I just, <laughs> I just take it like a champ. It's part of it. <laughs> but were you expecting that? I'm, I'm sure you were ready for that, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, so you talked about your dad coaching you through AAU, high school. You played at Little Rock Christian, and yes, you were able to have a, a really nice high school career. Ended up being mm-hmm. state finals MVP yes. at one point. But uh, I think one thing that is really cool is the fact that you go back to that that high school class, and in the state of Arkansas, there's people that had the top three recruits ranked, and it was you, it was Izzy Higginbottom, and Lauren Pendleton mm-hmm. in that same class. Mm-hmm. Yes, How cool is it now that all three of you are playing together at Arkansas State? It's crazy. You know, I've known Izzy and Lauren for a long time, and I've played with them both before, too. So we already got that chemistry from the past. So now we get to do that here, like on the college level. It's just, it's, I feel like it's going to be something really special. So I know we're going to talk about the fact that you went to West Virginia. Everybody knows that. Spent yeah. two years in West Virginia. Now, that means, even though it was as an assistant, it was a head coach in Matt Daniel that you knew too because the mm-hmm. family's known a long time, you had to tell them no at first. Mm-hmm. What was that like? It was tough because they recruited me very hard. Des, what, she really wanted me to come here, but I wanted to see, you know, what a Power 5 school kind of was like first. I wanted to kind of feel that out at first. But um, eventually I came back to my roots, and I I can feel it already. This is where I belong. And, look, you had a lot of options. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were the state player of the year by Arkansas Basketball Coaches Association, and West Virginia and Arkansas State were not your only two options. Mm-hmm. So you know now what it's like somewhere else. So is there part of you that, that's glad that now you can maybe come here and, and appreciate Mm-hmm. you know being here maybe more than you would have if you would have just come here initially yeah playing in West Virginia it was it was fun but like being so far from home it was like 14 hours from home that's something that kind of bothered me being so far but now I'm just like two hours up the road like both weekends like I've already went home twice and I've been here for like a week so that's just something that was really valuable for me and also of course once I seen coach Des got that head coach job it was always like I want to go play for her and I did. <laughs> well, I know we're, we're we're bouncing around a bit, but I actually that's something I wanted to ask about because mm-hmm. that was such a 
sort of unique set of circumstances mm-hmm. is that literally on a Monday night in the middle of the season with a game on Tuesday, your sister becomes the head coach mm-hmm. here. What do you remember sort of finding out about that? How do you remember finding out that all of a sudden Big Sis was the interim head coach at Arkansas State? Well, my mom, she had called me and told me, and I was just like so proud because I know that she wanted to be a head coach eventually and that dream's finally getting to come true for her. And so like just then, like at that moment, I was like, it would be really fun playing for her. And I was just kind of starting to think about it right there. I'm not going to lie. Well, at that point, though, you were redshirting, right? Mm-hmm. You, you were in the middle of yep. a, a mm-hmm. season where you're redshirting. Yeah. You did come back and, and play last year. Mm-hmm. And I imagine part of that is I'm here. Mm-hmm. I want to at least give this a shot and, and be able to play a year, right? Yes. It was a very tough decision because if I didn't stay at um, West Virginia that year, I was going to be here. So I had talked to our head coach, and she had really wanted me to stay. And I was already there, and I had already gotten used to it, you know, just really gotten used to it after freshman year. So I was like, well, I guess I'll try it out after another year since I registered that year before, and I kind of want to play, or I really want to play in the Big 12. You raised an interesting point. Truth is, I, I set up this big thing about how coming out of high school you had to tell des no you really sort of told her no twice i did (laughs) (laughs) but i told her yes this year (laughs) third time's the charm (laughs) (laughs) now i will say i've had conversations with des about that even when you were at west virginia she at least to me and i believe it and i'll give you a chance to see whether she was telling the truth or not she said look there's only so much i'm gonna say at the end of the day it's her decision i'm not going to push her Mm-hmm. That's what she says. Was she telling the truth? And that's completely true. She did not pressure me at all. I mean, of course, the option is always there, but like she didn't try to pressure me in anything. She always, you know, at the end of the day, that's my sister. She wants what's best for me, and she wants me to do what I feel like I should do. And at that moment, I, I felt like I should have did that, so or I should have made that decision to stay there. So, you know, no hard feelings at all. And it was just she supported me all year long. When we play today, we win something bigger than ribbons or trophies. We win our tomorrows. Wherever we play, wherever we fight, wherever we overcome odds, we're winning our way. Simmons Bank is committed to supporting women athletes in the communities we serve and are proud to be an official sponsor of A-State Women's Athletics. Not just for a season, but for a winning future. Seasons are short, but fierce is forever. Simmons Bank, member FDIC. Red Wolves fans, this is Coach Destiny Rogers, and I'm asking you to help our student athletes by donating to the Impact Club. This is an organization that highlights our commitment to teamwork while raising awareness and support for our local community programs. Make a monthly commitment and get access to team letters, special gear, and exclusive access that you won't find anywhere else. Find out more and give today at impactclub.com. That's impact spelled I-M-P-A-C-K-T club.com. Your support makes a real difference in the lives of our student athletes and in the future of our sports program wolves up continuing to visit with winner rogers from a state women's basketball so you made the decision to come here i guess finished the semester at west virginia mm-hmm. and then made your way straight here to jonesboro is that kind of the way it worked out yeah well i went we went home or i went home for like two months and then you know came reported here look we talk about you coming in but I think there was a little bit of momentum as well. When you see kind of the way this 
this team finished the season, mm-hmm. last year's team finished the season, finishing very strong. I think won five of the last seven and made a nice run there in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. And not only do you come in as part of the signing class, mm-hmm. but several other really nice transfers come in as well. You got to feel like you're kind of on the front end of mm-hmm. something that could be really special right now. Oh, yeah. I can see it in practice already. Even with the us newcomers, with the returners, we're already just clicking so well. And, of course, we got to keep on putting in the work and building that chemistry, but we have a chance to do something special this year. Sort of a lot of the pub, as you will, about this class has been about you for the reasons we've talked about. Mm-hmm. But in what you've seen so far, tell us about some of these other newcomers and what people can look forward to seeing. Well, Emma, she came from Lamar. She's going to be a very big presence in the post. You can see it already. You know, just she's very tall. I don't know exactly her, what her height is exactly, but having that presence down there just makes it so much easier for the team. Now, this is Emma Amevbor. Now, she's from yes. London, right? Yes. Are you having fun with her accent? Yes. <laughs> All right. She, she's a good sport. Sometimes we'll kind of tease on her. She's a good sport about it, though. <laughs> Bree, yeah. um, she came from Bree ULM. Sutton, yep. She's been doing really well also. She She's very quick. She's very shifty. And she sees the court very well. She's going to be a pretty big piece to what we do as well. Cheyenne, she came from Denver. She's going to be a good post presence as well. Kendra from Baylor. She's very dominant. I had to guard her a couple times a day, and she laid that shoulder into me. <laughs> Knocked my breath away. But she's going to be really, she's going to be really good too. I feel like we have something special. For those who haven't seen you play, kind of describe what you do out there. So I'm a three-four. I'm going to be playing a three-four here, and um, I'm actually I'm just going to be where Coach Dez needs me to be. If she needs me to be a three, that's where I can shoot it. If a bigger person is guarding me, I can bring them out. If a smaller person is guarding me, I can go and post them up. Like it's just a, I have a very versatile game, and I feel like I can do a lot of different things that will help the team out in any way that that, that we need at that moment. Game-wise, because I mean. Physically, you see it, but game-wise, how similar are you and Anna Griffin? We're very similar. Like, we were guarding each other. It's like a mirror, <laughs> like, literally. And we look kind of look alike, too. But our game is so similar. Like, she'll, like, we'll switch to work out with the guards and posts every week. And um, we're ju- me and her just kind of got the same thing going on. But our games are very similar, for sure. You talked about Izzy and Lauren earlier, and you guys were the top three in that signing class. But... I mean, did you did you talk with with Izzy? Because I know mm-hmm. you guys had a good relationship yes. before, and I know Coach Dez has kept a very good relationship with mm-hmm. Izzy up until her coming to Arkansas State. But mm-hmm. I mean, you guys go back a ways, right? Yeah, me and Izzy, we've been playing with each other since like sixth, seventh grade, so it's been a very long time. She was actually probably probably one of the first persons I told I was coming because she was putting the bug in my ear. Even like after that first year I was at West Virginia, she's always you know wanted me to come, especially after um, Dad's got the head coaching job. So we've always been kind of talking about it. And when I finally made that decision, she was very happy. And watching her do what she did last year, mm-hmm. especially towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. I mean. Did you see that and say, hey, she's excelling there. I can go there and kind of do the same thing. Yeah, of course. Well, she got Newcomer of the Year, and it was another award, too. But, yeah, just seeing her play and do what she did, I was just like, man, if I go there, it's going to be just like playing AAU together, really. You know, we were just tearing tearing up the AAU circuit, I'm not going to lie, back in the day. (laughs) But, yeah, just seeing her and her successes, that was very motivating as well. I don't want to go too far over the line and talk about a 
prospective student athlete, but there is one more Rogers sister coming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Tell me about her game. She's really good. She um she doesn't like to go inside as much as me, but she's a knockdown shooter. She'll take you off the bounce. She's about taller than me now. And being at this height and doing what she does on the outside, like it's it's wild. Like she's gonna be very good. Why stop yeah. at two Rogers sisters no, around? No, yeah, 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 for sure. What grade is she going into? She's going into tenth grade. She's still young. So potentially I could miss by a year. Yeah. Yeah, because you got yep. three, she's got three. Yes, sir. That would be fun playing with her though, I'm not gonna lie. We played we actually played together last weekend against my dad and my other older sister and we was just I actually was gonna around. ask if there's any if we ever saw the four Rogers sisters go at it. It's been a while. Us four, we're hardly like ever together because we're always so busy. But like from what I recall, when we did play Queen of the Court, um, I was always the winner. So <laughs> that's just yeah. <laughs> from from what you recall, yeah, from what that's from what I recall. That, that's what I would recall too. <laughs> it, it's got to be fun when you do get together. Not only playing those games, but does the conversation ever divert from basketball when when you're inside the Rogers house, or uh, is that what what it is most of the time? Probably like ninety percent of the time is basketball. We're always basketball, basketball, basketball. I mean, it's just something we everybody in the house. Both my parents play basketball. My dad's coach. We're always talking about it. It's just something we all enjoy. We all we all love the game. So of course it's going to always be brought up. <laughs> well, you were the coach's kid. Now you're the coach's sister. <laughs> Do you want to be the coach somewhere down the line? Maybe, maybe. I kind of want to be a physical therapist though. But you know, we'll see. I still got three years in college. Now, what's your major? Health and well-being. Arkansas State has a lot of women's basketball history, mm-hmm. a bunch of really good teams, but never gone to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Been as close as you can get, but never been to the NCAA tournament. So what would it be like for you, a kid from Arkansas, playing with the other top two ranked kids in your class from the state of Arkansas, playing for your sister to be the first A-State women's team to make it to the big dance? What would that be like? That's the goal, and that would that would feel amazing. Like we talk about it all the time already, and that that's our goal. That's what we're striving. That's what we're working towards every day. That's why we're going hard to practice, running. That's the goal at the end of the day. So just gotta keep putting in the work, and that would be a dream come true. Really. Yeah, you, you got to remind yourself though every day during practice when you're doing all that running. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it's for. Yep, and that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. That's how I get through it. <laughs> winter it is great to have you here at arkansas state i know we're thrilled to have you here and really excited to see you play this season let's do this again sometime we can we'll catch up with you thanks for having me it was great i had fun (laughs) all right that's winter rogers joining us here on the second to none podcast presented by simmons bank we'll wrap things up right after this your first home is like this dream the day you walk in the sun seems to shine more brightly the ceilings They just seem taller. And you'll never fix that creaky floorboard because it sounds like comfort. What a hug would sound like if it made a sound. And that's when you realize you're home. Really, really home. Realize your dream with a home loan from Simmons Bank. Dreams realized. SimmonsBank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to credit approval. This is Coach Brian Hodson, and I'm asking you to help our A-State student-athletes by donating to the Impact Club. This organization helps our program stay competitive and supports our student-athletes by facilitating NIL agreements that allow them to endorse local charities. Make a monthly commitment and get access to team newsletters, special gear, and exclusive access. Find out more and give today at ImpactClub.com. That's Impact spelled I-M-P-A-C-K-T-Club. 
www.wolvesupclub.com. Your support makes a real difference in the lives of our student-athletes. Wolves up. A couple of notes we want to touch on before we get out of here. How about the women's golf team? Five players on the Women's Golf Coaches Association All-American Scholars List. Kayla Burke, Olivia Coit, Olivia Schmidt, Elise Schultz, and Casey Summer are all on that All-American Scholars list. And to do that, you've got to uh, have a 3.5 GPA and participate in at least 50% of the team's tournaments for that year. So congratulations to those five young ladies. Yeah, it's the 13th consecutive year that A-State's had multiple players on that list. MJ Davian Shaw does a good job bringing in some talented players and high-character individuals, hardworking student-athletes in the classroom. Another thing we wanted to talk about here was the fact that we're starting to, and I know you're the biggest part of this, trying to hype up the 50th anniversary of Centennial Bank Stadium. This is a really big deal. Yeah, so even right there, you know, you kind of had to, it's almost some wordplay involved because you had to pick an angle. Like if you were really going to call it the literally the 50th anniversary, then realistically that's probably something we do next year because it opened to start the 74 season. But we didn't want to wait till next year. So as opposed to it really kind of being the 50th anniversary, we're celebrating all this season, the fact that this is season number 50 in the stadium. So what you've done is something pretty neat. You have compiled a list of – the top 16 games in stadium history. Yep. I'm all for sort of uh, interactivity in terms of way to get the fans involved. You know, we did it last year with the song and this year with this. You know, it was fun for me to even to, to get this list made. You know, and I don't mind here, you know, on this podcast where you take people behind the scenes. So kind of I'll, I'll talk you through that process is, you know, for starters, number one prerequisite was it's only 74 and on games happened in the stadium. So. 74 and on home games and and it's not to say that there weren't some really good games that we didn't come out on top in yeah but for this exercise they're all wins uh, i have a hard time believing anybody'd vote that one of the top that the top game in the history of the state was a game we didn't win so uh we'll cut the 16 top wins maybe in there but it all started out me going just through the media guide and really especially early on in those earlier years, just kind of stopping off on some close games, trying to read more about them. It started out with an initial list of you know, 21, 22 games like that or something like that. And then the, the folks we distributed that list to, and I, you, you being one of them, mm-hmm. you know, everybody sort of had other games to add to that mix, Yeah, which was what I was after. And so once... You know, all that happened, and the people, and there were you, know, you and other media members and just folks who've been around the program a long time. Jerry Scott got in on that, too. But just once I kind of got everybody turned in their rankings, because even if that list ended up not just 21 or 22, but by the time you guys made your additions, all I asked for was a list of 16. And so I took all the lists of 16 I got, and right off the bat, any game that appeared on every list automatically got moved over. There ended up being nine of those. Nine of 16 were on every list of rankings I got back. And then after that, you kind of started taking what's what games kind of appeared on the majority of them. It just so happened there were seven of those. Then there was a, there's, there's your, your 16. 16. So then it just became kind of a numbers game, kind of a, a way I devised within the rankings you guys did. I did the seedings, averaged it out, what the seeds look like, and 
typed them up, got them on the website. Yeah, I went live uh, as we're recording this today, Monday at 10 o'clock. And it's been interesting to see, uh, you know, check from time to time the number of votes that are coming in. Looks like people are having some fun with it. So we can vote on the first round today. How yeah. long does the first round So we'll kind of go probably Monday through Thursday. And okay. then come Monday again, next Monday, we'll have the quarterfinals. Monday after that, we'll put the semifinals. And then on the 31st, we'll have the you know the final two games up there. And that's the day before the team reports for fall camp. And I'll tell you this, I had a fun time just going back yep. and looking at this as well and, and trying to kind of find other games to add to the list and reminisce and a lot of great memories came up. And you mentioned the games that maybe we didn't, come out on top then and i remember you and i having this conversation that some of the best games i remember obviously you know most of them are wins yep. but but there's a few i remember the the game in 2008 when southern miss came in here and it was just an electric atmosphere and we ended up losing i think 27 24 in that game and it was a phenomenal football game i think of 2017 and that de facto conference championship game we had against yep. troy it was an amazing game we outgained them by 300 yards but they end up you know with a a couple of returns uh 100 yard returns i think one was a kick return and one was an interception return by the same guy and they end up winning that game but uh and you can even throw in the 2015 game against missouri yeah uh, that was a heck of a football game as well but uh i think you did a great job seeding this and and putting together those top 16 games and i think it's going to be fun for the fans too listen i'm i'm with the most what everybody else is out there saying i understand like but there's a big, big Vegas favorite in this thing, and it just happens to be the number one seed. Yeah, I think anything other than that the 2012 game against Middle Tennessee winning is going to be a shocker. And that's okay. If we go through it, that's what wins. Great, that's what wins. It's going to be fun getting there. And, and maybe something knocks it off because look, I already said where like people are saying, "Oh, I forgot about that game," or "Oh, I, you know, I'd forgotten about this game right here." And yeah, I think it was a clear one seed. But when you look at that two seed, you talk about electricity. Mm -hmm. The second half of that 2007 game against Memphis. Um, Literally pushed back by electricity. Exactly. It was <laughs> it was as fun of a game as uh, I've ever called. And, and I know we had a blast on the broadcast uh, seeing our guys come back that night. But I think this is fun for the fans. And again, they have until Thursday to get those first round votes. Yeah. yeah, astateredwolves.com slash stadium poll if you want to go straight to it. Uh, and, and we'll be putting out social media links all the time, our Twitter, our Facebook, Instagram. But, uh, yeah, astateredwolves.com slash stadium poll. And a matter of fact, if you download that A-State Red Wolves app we were talking about a couple weeks ago, every once in a while we'll be sending out push notifications on that. That Great. We'll just When you click on the push notification, it will take you straight to the voting page. Anything else we need to discuss? I may have done this one before, and that's okay because it's still so, true. Sometimes people need to be reminded. And I, and I, here's the thing, and I don't know why this one's on my mind. It is not recency. I haven't had this happen to me of late, so it's not like you can't go searching for the comment that made me feel this way because it's not there. It's just something that needs visited every once in a while. The internet and social media and uh, online space and all that – is absolutely chock full of people that are full of crap. I think that's proven on a daily basis. But I believe the people that might be most full of crap of all are the people that pick a topic, 
a Facebook post, a tweet, a message board chain, whatever it is. If you take the time to comment on something and your comment is that you don't care, you're the most full of crap of all. (laughs) Because I and you, I scroll past hundreds of things a day I literally don't care about. And I don't stop at any of them to tell you I don't care. Because I'd have to care to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you've ever commented on something, I don't care about this thing I just commented on, you are full of crap. The advice there is, if you really don't care, just scroll on. keep scrolling. That's right. It's easy. Just like Alabama saying, scroll on. They should redo that song. <laughs> well, uh, again, we wanted to thank Winter Rogers for coming in. Enjoyed the visit with her. Thanks to our man, Caleb Garner, for setting that chat up. And who knows who's going to join us next week on our next edition of the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank.